I can feel it coming in the house tonight. Oh, oh Lord. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Happy Halloween, guys and ghouls. Uh, it's the scariest night of the year. and Well, supposed to be. In case you didn't get the memo, evil, it dies tonight. And who's going to kill it? Well, it's America's most slow-walking podcast, The Pod People. I'm Matisse Van Rossum, but you can call me Old Fuckleberry. Groovy, baby. <laughs> I'm Ben Sheets. Hi, I'm Cleveland Mosier, but tonight I'm Dr. Halloween Phils. Oh. Like Dr. Phil? Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty good one. That's okay. Yeah. I like uh, Ben's better. Well... It's that time of year again, the, sp- the spookiest time of year, and we just just got back from seeing Halloween Kills. We did. The latest installment in the uh, Halloween reboot trilogy. Uh, in the Halloween cinematic universe. Yeah. Uh, this is, The film is directed by David Gordon Green. <laughs> And uh, is written by David Gordon Green and Danny McBride and some other guy. And it stars a bunch of people who were in the Halloween movies before. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, more. You can probably hear. We're a little exhausted. The defeat in our voices. We're a little tired. It's (laughs) Halloween 2018, but more. Or, yeah, and I wish Halloween, it wasn't. <laughs> Halloween kills more like Halloween kills any enthusiasm I have for this franchise. Yep. It's dead. <sighs> and still walking. This is such, this is such a shame. And we're going to get, it is. We're, a we're hot gonna, bummer. We're going to get into it and we're going to talk about all the reasons why this movie was bad. Um, but Ben and I went and saw the 2018 Halloween, Halloween reboot. Uh, we talked about it on the podcast three years ago. Go yeah, check the, that. You, you went and saw the Halloween out. reboot. We just saw the Halloween reboot. Halloween. <laughs> and uh, I mean, we we liked it. We were positive on we it. We liked we liked it a lot. I think I, we both gave it a four. I gave it a four and a half. Oh wow! Yeah, I, oh. I liked it a lot, and uh, I I went into uh, Halloween Kills with uh, lots of optimism. Because, I mean, it's the exact same team. They shot them at the same time. Like, it picks up literally, like, the moment that the other one ends. Like, by all rights, this should this should be a good movie. Well, we talk about it in the review of the first one. Like, the first one is much better than it has any right to be. Like, in the trend of, you know, these reinvented horror franchises coming up from the grave... Like, usually they're bad because they over-rely on the source material without getting the point of yes. it, you know? Without and, missing the heart. I mean, frankly, not even just horror movies. Like, like any of these reboots, for the most part, do that, and they miss the point. They get, like, too embedded in the, in the original lore, and at the same time often miss the point. Um, in this case, you, you do both hand in hand by doing so. The more you get embedded like into who Michael Myers is, the more you miss the goddamn well, point. That's the thing. So the 2018 one works because it avoids those trappings. Mm-hmm. Where the newest one, Halloween Kills, the one we just saw, absolutely falls into those 
trapped. Yeah, we we just we just rewatched Halloween 2018 last night, as well as the original 78 one. Uh, it was Cleveland's first time on both of those. I'd never seen um, never seen a Halloween uh, until until last night. They were we, they were new to me. We wanted to get Cleveland caught up before this one because mm-hmm. uh, Lord, could you imagine if if we hadn't if this had been my oh, first like foyer into Halloween? You would have gotten or, foray into Halloween. It's not a fucking entrance to a house. You would have been, been my first like for, foray into Halloween. You would have gotten nothing from. This. Oh yeah, it is like, it this is probably turned me off from the franchise a little bit. You know what? What Ben and I made as a point of praise for Halloween 2018 when we talked about it is that it ignores all of the other Halloween films except for the original one. That's the only one that it considers canon. So it has its fair share of light fan servicey moments. Like little... I, I would even say it has a lot of fan service. But the thing is, it is still a good film in spite of that because it does something with its plot and yeah. narrative. And and I mean, it it keeps it it keeps its, its plot pretty simple ish for the most part, and it it does have plenty of fan service. But it is like okay, you know, we are trying to revive a franchise 40 years after the original one. You know, you've, mm-hmm. we've got Jamie Lee Curtis back as Laurie Strode. We've got Nick Castle back as as The Shape. Like, this is supposed to be, like, a continuation of just that original story without all the convoluted bullshit about, like, uh, Laurie Strode secretly being Michael Myers' sister, all of that bullshit, like, out the window. So it's like the fan service felt like, like, hey, you know, th- you know, we're we're back. This is Halloween again. You know, like there's, uh, it's a celebration. Right, it feels like a love letter. Yeah, this like, fan service. This movie, there's nothing like, inherently wrong with fan service in my eyes. If um, it and two, a like, well, at that point, I don't. I think okay. The problem with fan service is it is servicing fans and nothing else. Mm. Right, that is fan service. Like that's poorly done stuff. For instance. Something I wouldn't I would say is is like a reference or pays homage would be like the bus crashing in 2018, like mm-hmm. the bus crashing and the, the the asylum people like walking around in the dark street. It's it's uh, very reminiscent of like the, the asylum people walking around in the dark field in the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has utility. Uh, Michael Myers is being transferred. It's yep. the night that, you know, that's that's happening. Um, and like, Lori oh, even like, poetry, like it yeah, and Lori <laughs> even like gets to see him or whatever so like it adds to it and uh there there's something there and so when you see it's like oh yeah i remember like in the first film not not like in the south parky way but like oh yeah i remember in the first movie when this happens that's cool i get to feel this feeling again but not just that like it still serves purpose mm-hmm. um and even like small like little posters in the background like uh i don't I, I don't tend to have like a problem with fan service when it's like you know it relatively subtle it's like a poster in the background has to do with Something similar from the past. I mean, even the original Halloween has like that shot of the thing, you know, which like John Carpenter would go to like remake, you mm-hmm. know, like several years later. That's kind of the same sort of thing in a way. It's it's almost masturbatory, but they get away with it. And that's all fine and good. But when it is for that and nothing else, it tends to ring hollow. Yeah. This fucking movie was fan service the movie. This is like one of the most member berry ass fucking movies that I've seen in a really, really long time. You, you want to hear a really what hot What makes take? it worse is the stuff they do try uh, in terms of trying new things with the franchise are even worse than any mm-hmm. of the fan servicey elements. 
All right. Well, last last episode, I I felt the need to like start with a bit of a tangent to so I could just rip the bandaid off and not like just in, inject this into the middle of, of of the discussion about the film. Yes, your ten minute discussion of cars. Yeah. Um. You're gonna hate me, but like I I feel like a really needed comparison right now is the Star Wars sequels. Oh. Okay. Because they also suck. Like, yes, like, they and they suck for a lot of the same reasons. When the first Star Wars sequel movie came out, when nine came out, we were less fatigued by that sort of thing. And it was seven. Like, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, seven. I, see, I, don't, that, I don't give a shit. Uh, yeah, the, yeah when, when seven came out, like the Force yeah, Awakens, they basically have another Death Star kind of thing. You know, we're getting to see some familiar faces again. It has some problems, but it's not all that bad. It's whatever, at least at the time. It's really about family. In, in hindsight, like, it gets progressively worse, but um, <laughs> it's really about family. Yeah, yeah. But, like, it was, it, the future seemed bright and hopeful, and the ho- the expectation was, well, you know, like, if now that we've introduced this stuff, they let us focus on the new generation. Um, we got to see how things kind of wrapped up with the old, and we can move forward from here and explore new worlds, try new things. Uh, it's it's a new Star Wars. It's a new age for Star Wars. Well, mm-hmm. Turns out it wasn't, you know, because well, like, they, they didn't do any planning like I not to get us off on too much of a tangent because it's not necessary. But like I'm I'm a last Jedi defender in the well, regard, yeah, I, I am too in the regard that it tries a bunch of like really weird different things for Star Wars that like a lot of Star Wars fans hated. And I'm not going to speak to like the success of those things, but it at least felt like it was trying to move in kind of a different direction. And then everybody fucking hated it, and Disney backpedaled and said, "Oh nope, we got to bring JJ back." I mean, yep. JJ's got to come back and retcon everything. Jeez. This movie does that. Yeah, they yeah. try. Yeah. Halloween Kills tries different things. It may not work, but this no, one's, I, this I'm inclined to agree with Ben. Frust- this yeah. is more frustrating. Yeah, like well, but see, here's here's the thing too. To like, me. I'll even say I would rather watch The Last Jedi than I would watch this film. I fucking hate The Last Jedi. Like, I'm gonna put that there out there. Are, I'm, I'm I with Tees on this one. Too. Like, uh, there was some uh, a little bit middle of the road on it. There were some things I really liked. Uh, there's some things I really hated. Point being, yeah, I don't think it's a great but movie. The things but... I didn't like are the same. Largely that in that film they still didn't figure out that they needed to give the main characters enough time. And we're still left with, like, this sort of uh, awkward middle ground between, like, the old legacy and the new legacy. And we don't get enough time with our new legacy, with our new legacy characters. And that development isn't allowed to be shaped to be shaped in either direction, especially by the third one of those. Well, yeah, the third one, they just fucking retcon everything. Yeah. And, and go back to square one and do a bunch of weird, stupid, confusing Yeah, shit. and they feel the need to, like, explain Palpatine. Like, they feel, well, they feel and, the need to not explain him. Well, yeah. Except except in the, the Fortnite the worst of both. tie-in yeah. thing. Whatever. Um, yeah, it, it's a mess. Uh, and that, that's about it. all I had on that. But, like, I think it's important because it is also, like, 40 years later or whatever. And, um, you know, they're, they're trying to, like, pick up where they left off. Yeah. And uh, they, they try, you know, we have to, like, get explanations. But, frankly, at least in those movies... Leia and Han's rocky relationship or whatever is just sort of taken for granted. And we don't have to, like, fucking delve into the rest. And we only get, like, minor flashbacks in the second one. That's all there is, at least. Here, like, it is constant. It is aggressive. I I was joking, like, walking out of the movie theater. Like, if you hit Control-F on the script, like, to find, like, how many instances of 40 years ago 
the words 40 years ago there were, it would it would be like 20-something. This, this script is fucking terrible. It's and that's quite possibly the worst, worst script yeah. of the year. Spoilers yeah. ahead. We didn't I, like it. I couldn't help but thinking about this in comparison to, like, the few other movies from this year that I've really disliked. Um, which, in in fairness to to 2021, is f- is fewer than the movies that I've really liked. But like, The Conjuring Three is my least favorite movie of the year so far. I think that it is still a worse movie than this. Yes, because it is uninspired and by the numbers and lazy. This has a worse script. Yes, than yeah. than the like The Conjuring Three is stupid and convoluted and dumb, but it's relatively safe. Yeah. This thing is Halloween Kills is so fucking confusing, and I think the problem is they realized that they can't really do anything different with Michael Myers. So they have to try something different with the setting that Michael Myers, Michael Myers occupies in broad strokes. Like the, the plot of this movie is Michael Myers has escaped once again from the position he was left in at the end of the last movie in Laurie Strode's burning house. But this time, uh, the whole town gets riled up into like a Frankenstein style mob to hunt, come together as, as a community and hunt down and kill Michael Myers. You might say Halloween kills. <laughs> I hate this title. It's a bad title. But you get what they're doing, right? Like, you see, like, it's like, oh, Halloween kills. Not, it's not Michael kills. Do you see? Do you see, like, it's by design. Like, it, yeah. that's the bit that they're they're going for. Yeah. And it's supposed to be clever. And I hate it. Well, because, like, by the end, they start trying to, like, transcend the idea of Michael Myers. Is like, it's not about, it's not the man, Michael Myers. It's the fear that by he instills. By the end, Jesus, that's, that's, the time. that's the real evil. Like, they, they do some, they, they do some, like, some fucking, uh, the real Michael Myers is the friends we made along the way kind of bullshit. You <laughs> yeah, know? no, absolutely. Well, and like, and, and it's, it, they try and give it weight at the end when Laurie's doing like her final spiel about it in the, the hospital room and like the music, like it's all intense, but it, it, there's no weight to it because we've got, we've had like six other monologues. If like about like the same they thing. They were trying to get topical and political with it too, by saying like, Michael Myers is really the anger and division brought to the community. It's the division he's sown amongst us. He's turned uh, he's turned the town into monsters. <laughs> Donald Trump is the real Michael yeah, like, Myers. They don't like yeah. It's and yeah. How how awful was it when we're just gonna let's just bounce all over? We're the all place. over the yeah, place. Fuck it. Who cares? This the, movie, the movie, this movie was. is all over yeah, the place. Yeah. Fuck it. Okay. Like when the 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 guy like leaps out the window and he like he splatters on the pavement and the crowd gets around and they they ha- they they have to have a fucking guy like actually say that right like going yeah. oh where are the monsters or like some shit like I mean, I mean, that's the, how i read it the, like, the fucking the fucking evil dies tonight chant that they get going is uh, one of the fucking most asinine stupid things i've seen in a movie in such a long time and like, like they say it uh, once in the trailer and it's like okay like it's jamie lee curtis saying it it's like okay like she because of her encounter with michael like 40 years ago she has sort of like mythologized him as this like force of of evil like in her mind but like the way that the first film or uh, halloween 2018 presents her is that like she's so traumatized from that experience that she's become like a paranoid 
paranoid nutcase, right? While the rest of the town around her is, like, normal. You know, like, even her daughter is like, Mom, you can't live in fear like this. Like, this is fucking ridiculous. Like, you're you're tearing our family apart or whatever. Like, Laurie Strode is the nutcase, but, like, we as the audience, like, we get it because we've seen, we've seen what she's what she's been through, what she's dealt with. But in well, this and it's movie, always been like that. Like, even in the original film, like, that's yeah. the deal. It's like, no one listens to Laurie. Right. Yeah. Whereas in this movie, for just... No real reason. The whole town is like her when they weren't before. Yeah, there's yeah. like there's no. It's like you ask the question. Like usually in films, people are naturally skeptical of anything. Yes. What if nobody was skeptical? Yeah. What right. if everyone bought in immediately? In a world that is set up to not have that. <laughs> like yeah. the original film has the exact opposite of that. Like like we've 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 established. That no one listens but Lori, right? Like, and that's what makes Lori like like the like uh, allows us to like like cycle around Lori as a protagonist. One of the things that makes her so relatable, uh, and the character work uh, in that narrative, and and it's never like over. Well, yeah, like her, like her and Loomis. Like nobody listens to either of them. Loomis is over the top, but mm. uh, like yeah, it's like there. You know, there's a couple of people who have like had very intimate experiences with Michael Myers and are able to see the the, the evil that lurks inside, right? And it's but clear it's like, that like you can only understand it by seeing it. You have to be you have to like have yeah. a brush with which it. Which is which is true of like human experience for the most part. Like it can be kind of hard for people like to latch on and gleam and on they, the new they, ideas. They kind of try to do that in this movie by like showing us some flashbacks of when like other characters had quote unquote run ins with Michael Myers. The one that I think is the stupidest is is fucking Lonnie, who is not even a, a, a character of substance in the original movie. Like, he kind of bullies uh, uh, Tommy or whatever, Tommy Doyle. And then other than that, the only other thing we see is, like, him going up to the door of the Myers house and fucking Donald Pleasance in the bushes being like, Hey, Lonnie, get your ass away from there! And then he, like, runs off down the street. Like, that is the extent of Lonnie in the yeah. first one. In this one, it's, like, him and Tommy Doyle and, like, the little girl who has been, like, they formed, like, this this support group of, like, fucking uh, Michael Myers, like, remember Well, you had the fucking psychiatric assistant who was driving Donald yeah, who, drew, who drove who drove with, with, Loomis. Do, with Loomis at the beginning. And we'll circle back to her because that was some really fucking annoying fan service. But my point is, is, like, we see a flashback of Lonnie running into Michael on the street and just, like, curling up in a fetal position on the concrete... And then the cops show up, and then Michael is gone. It's like, that was his quote-unquote brush with Michael, like, why he's seen the evil. It's like, he just ran into dude in the street, and dude did nothing to him. That part at the fucking beginning of this movie, where they're at the bar, and there's, like, the shitty talent show going on, and then, like, that's how they reveal all of these old characters, is, like, yeah. Tommy Doyle gets up there, and he's like, he's like, I'm gonna tell you a story. Well, no, 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 here's the thing. At that point... They'd already revealed who they are. The one character, the nurse, asks him to keep it down. Yeah. And then he goes over to the bar, and the bar says, oh, well, the bar guy, like, he says, oh, well, you know, like, you know who that is over there. Like, they, they had to deal with the whole Michael Myers thing well, the when they dumb, were kids or The whatnot. dumb thing is, is and like— And then they yeah. do that and tell us twice. Yeah. 
Like, and but then like they do it like to finish your bit. They use like fucking spotlights. Like, yeah, like, they like, use spotlights to put it all. As it well, that's, that's the thing. It's like when the doctor and and nurse, husband and wife are uh, like they're telling them to to like pipe down. They have the way they have it framed is that like all of the the survivors like their heads are out of frame. Like it's 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 shooting them from like the shoulders down. Like it's trying to like hide who it are. We've only seen these people as children. Why could they not show us their faces? We wouldn't be like, oh, I know who that is. You know, it's like so by by the the way that they won't show us their faces until they get up on stage and do the spotlight bit. They're telling us like, hey. These characters, they're important, and we're about to tell you who they are. You know what the shit reminds me so much of is Saw 7 and the Saw Survivor support group. Yes, oh, you're so right. It's It's like, yeah, yeah, it's a whole thing. They have like an AA meeting sort of thing where survivors are all sitting in a circle together. And that's basically this movie, except for some reason, every person who's had even like a minor brush up with Michael Myers has just an insatiable bloodlust. This is like the definition of fan service because like this group of people that like hangs out and are like buddies together just happen to be totally secondary characters from the original film. That's it. If you're if it trying had to stop there, I would have kind of been okay with it. Like if just like one or two of them had been that but like the the other characters like weren't really relevant you know if it had been like a one off at the bar like it would have been stupid but like okay but that's another problem with this movie is all of them become like protagonists yeah, yeah. they this movie is so fucking muddy with characters that mm-hmm. it's hard to focus on what any what is like happening at all like in 20 in Halloween 2018 yeah we're introduced to like the granddaughter and whatever and like Judy Greer but like it's much more focused. It like Lori is still like the main character and like her granddaughter like the new generation is mm-hmm. too. Like we follow them with like some cutaways to, you know, some scenes of Michael Myers killing people to keep the scares up. In this movie, all of these characters are treated with so much weight. Fucking uh Judy Greer, the granddaughter, the fucking cop who got stabbed in the neck at the in in uh by the doctor in twenty eighteen. Uh, we get Ronnie. a flashback of him early yeah. in the movie that we should talk we'll, about. We'll, we'll, get, to, yeah. we'll get to Everything. we'll get to that. But fucking Lonnie, Tommy Doyle, fucking the little girl who is being babysat, uh the fucking nurse from the first one. These are all supposed to be treated as like characters with like weight. The 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 doctor and nurse couple, the gay couple who lives in Michael Myers' house now. Like all they of, get so much time. All of these characters get so much screen time that none of them have any sort of development. I feel like, and like after like, the, the success of 2018. They got notes from the studio that said bigger, bigger, bigger. And the fact that this movie premiered on IMAX. That's crazy. Tells you about all you need to know. That's crazy. In terms of that. And, you know, I think I think there's nuggets of really great characters in here. I think if they would have had the whole movie just focus on Big John and Little John. Yeah, it would have ruled. Yeah. I thought that would have been. I thought that would have been really fun. Because yeah. here's the thing: each of those characters, like the problem to me, wasn't any one of the single characters. I, I wasn't there for that podcast episode. My my biggest critique coming out of like the the first 
uh, the 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 remake. The, it's just called uh, 2018? 2018. Yeah, twenty eighteen. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, my my biggest critique coming out of twenty eighteen was uh, that there was a lot of um, there's just a little bit too much comedy. None of the comedy land landed poorly for me. Mm. I, I enjoyed all the comedy, but I just felt like there was just a bit too much of it. Like the original film does have comedy, like even somewhat scattered throughout, but like it never. It never like steals the show. It never like takes uh, to us too far away. Yeah. Twenty eighteen does um, have a lot of like comedic bits. And, I yeah. mean, it is written, you know, partially by Danny McBride and David Gordon Green, who are like comedy guys. Yeah. And in fairness, like you say, all of the comedic bits are written pretty well because these guys are funny. They do comedy. I can understand your complaint that like it. it there is a lot of it. Yeah, and again, like I don't have any problem with the jokes, but it's a lot of jokes. Uh, and and here the miscellaneous couple that just happen to be living across the street from Lori, like get more characterization than the granddaughter does, mm. and I hate that. The ones who are flying the drone around, yeah, yeah. I already forgot about them. There's yeah, so much fun like, going on. But even movie. still, like like you forgot about them. But like, don't they get more characterization they're than more the granddaughter? Characters, yeah. yeah they're more the interesting. Thing. They're given like like more to do. They're like, introduced the wine, to be killed. The playing with a little drone, yeah. like those are fun little character bits and. Meanwhile, like Lori's granddaughter, like reunites with her boyfriend, and that's it. And the boyfriend, all that we got from him in 2018, is that he kissed another girl at the dance and then threw Allison's phone in a bowl of nacho cheese. And he becomes like a main character in this movie. Well, most importantly, in the first one, he shows up at the dinner with uh, Karen, the mother, and uh, Lori appears mm. and they're talking about how skeptical they are you yeah. know and it doesn't ring clear that he has generational you know involvement with michael myers just as much yeah, as he, they do he's lonnie's son yeah i feel like um, they might mention that as like a throwaway line in 2018 which is how they should have like, yeah. kept it because it's fine as a throwaway but, but one thing i want to say <laughs> Well, yeah, you 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 mentioned yeah. a critique of 2018 being there was too much humor On the car right over here. I yeah. I feel like this movie is humorless. Yeah, and the things that work from it are usually the humor for me at least. I think the characters of Little John and Big John are a great example. They have some funny banter, yeah, and I that's like the the section that works the most for me. Whereas throughout the rest of the movie, for the most part, it is kind of a bleak, humorless affair. Yes. The front of the rest of the humor comes in like the physical absurdity of some of the kills. That's there what were, I'm saying. It's like the were, humor is given to Michael Myers, the last person that, that the humor should be given to. There, there are more moments in this mm-hmm. movie that I laughed where I felt like I was not, not supposed, supposed to, to be laughing. One moment in particular, which while we're talking about, we should bring it up because this did get like a genuine belly laugh out of me and i i don't think it was supposed to part where like michael myers attacks we we talk about the scene as a whole but like attacks like some of the the old secondary characters in like the van at the park and the the doctor and nurse character are with them and the doctor the wife like takes the this desert eagle from the husband because she's like you don't know how to use this i shot i've shot one of these things before and she's just like walking down the street at michael myers in the car like shooting wildly missing like and and that in and of itself is is fine uh but what she gets right up next to the car and michael myers just kicks the door of the car which knocks the gun 
around backwards in her hand where she shoots herself in the face. I love See, that. I thought that was intentional. Say, and I, I think that I was agree. one of the best like, kills in the movie. I mean, yeah. I, it is. It I was it the ruled. single best kill in the movie. And like, she does it, it to got, herself. Like, so it kind of makes Michael Myers look like John Wick. I thought that was, it was both it funny got, and rad. It got yeah. like an enormous laugh out yeah, of same. me. I thought it was uh, great, but like, once definitely again, by you, design. Yeah. I, I mean, even if it's by design, it kind of feels like it's not because as you said, like why in a movie, like if you're going to do the comic relief, it should be in scenes devoid of Michael Myers. Yes. Like it is in the, in, in 2018, like he's the killer. We're supposed to be afraid of him. Right. So I should not be laughing in the scenes where he's brutally murdering people. So even if that was meant to be like a funny moment, I think it's, it's a, it's, it's a misfire, uh, pun intended. That being said, I did love it. It was my favorite part of the movie, but I don't feel like it's for the reason that they that that they intended. See, I'm okay with it being a campy affair like that. I I honestly think the movie would have been fine if they had shoehorned more of that in here. The problem for well, me because is because with how how shitty and heavy-handed the dialogue is, like yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, the problem is there wasn't enough of that. To the point where when it does happen, it feels out of place. Well, yeah, it's it, about, it yeah, focuses, so it's a pick a lane situation. It, fo- it focuses yeah. on the wrong things. Like 2018, I think, does, uh, for me, it, personally, it has a nice balance of comedy and horror. Like, the comedy is is interspersed, like, between the kills, where, you know, we can take a breath after, like, some really brutal shit or whatever. We can get a little laugh, and then it's back to Michael Myers. It's scary again. You know, whereas, like, this one, all the fucking dialogue and character shit, aside from, like, a couple of moments with, like, uh, like Big John and Little John, all the character stuff is so fucking dour and heavy-handed and boring that like you're right the only other place to put the com the comedy is and in, in more like ridiculous over-the-top kills but it doesn't do that which is why yeah. it doesn't feel like it's it's like an intentional thing well i i said this when i walked out of the movie but you know it feels like this movie mixed up its c plot with its a plot mm-hmm. you know the plot which becomes the A-plot of the angry mob, you know, hunting down Michael Myers. Feels like it should be a B or a C subplot, where yeah. the A-plot should be, you know, us following Michael Myers as he goes and Yeah, with the granddaughter. On yeah. the hunt. Like, that seems like a primary story right there. Yeah, follow follow the same protagonist that you followed in the last film. It's right. a continuation. It begins this, literally the moment that the that 2018 ends like focus on the same characters and the original Keep the plot the simple. original john carpenter halloween tells a small story yes you yeah. know if but even again, still if like this it gives was, us a lot with laurie's character yeah you know? if this was about the michael myers house and big john and little john living in it and Michael Myers coming back to return to his own house. Like, that is very, very intriguing. That is a great story in and of itself. Yeah. But it's essentially delegated to a subplot. Yeah. You know, a one, very one minor of sev- one story. Of yeah. Subplots. yeah. One of one of many stops on this train. And I think, again, it was just the studios pressuring them to do bigger to the point where, you know, they kind of lose the core 
smallness of the yeah. original. Yeah, that that tightness is so important. I and- think I think another huge problem is that this one and to a lesser degree 2018, they try to give Michael Myers motivation. Stop doing that. And that's stop that's doing that. Like the reason that Michael Myers is scary in the first place in the original Halloween is because he has no motivation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he kills who he wants, where he wants, because just fucking because. Yeah. Even though he, like, he was a child, and he just like murders his sister at, at six years old. Yeah, yeah for and seeming, never for speaks a word. No reason. Yeah, yeah never exactly. speaks a word. Never He's, says anything. And that's what's scary. It's scary. He, does, he why is him not speaking scary? Because we don't. We can never learn what his motive. Motivation is well, yeah, because he's right. He, the point is he's empty. Yeah, he's that's Loomis's whole thing is like there's nothing but evil behind his eyes. Like he's a vessel for evil. Like he's he's completely empty. A shape, even. Yeah, that that's why he's <laughs> called the shape. Yeah, yeah. Has zero motivation. Kills because he just wants to. And and he's not like on a mission. Like twenty eighteen kind of makes it like okay, he's broken. He's broken loose to go after Laurie because she's the only one who ever escaped him. And it's like, in terms of like motivation, it's pretty. It's pretty like basic, so it doesn't bother me too much. It's like okay, sure, he holds a, a, a vendetta because he tried to kill her and wasn't able to. No one's ever done that to him before. Okay, sure. Whatever. But then in back this to one, finish the job, right? Back to finish the job. Yeah, it's like he's been fixed single-mindedly on like finishing what he started. And he does like need to. Re- he does like make a point of returning to the original home, like his original home in the original movie. Yeah, like that all works. Like it, it would make sense that like he would also make a p- point of returning to Lori. Even I'm, I'm happy to buy that. But then this movie is like. No, you know what? No, he actually wasn't going after Lori. He was just trying to go back to his house. And then they try to give a reason for why he wants to go back to his house. Which is one of the stupidest, stupidest fucking things I've ever heard in a horror movie. Which is basically just like, he liked to stand in his sister's room and look out at Haddonfield. And then later they're like, but what if he wasn't actually looking out at Haddonfield? What if he was looking in at himself? Okay, so he goes to find any mirror? Yeah, literally any fucking mirror. The room had a mirror right next yeah. to the window. We see it when he kills his sister. Oh my god. Right. She's in front she's, of the mirror. She's like brushing her hair in front of the mirror. mirror. And then it's like this... The, then it, oh that, my god! It's the need to be deep, that's like, like, and missing the goddamn point. That like, becomes oh, Michael's. That becomes Michael's entire motivation for this movie oh. is go back to his house so he can stand in front of the window. Yeah, that's and yeah. just kill everybody who's on the way. Like, uh, no, make him fucking motivationless. Yeah, or did you notice how they make it so we don't that? know what his motivation is? That's why it's scary. Let us leave us room to theorize. Leave us room. To like to for our minds to wander, it's not hard. That's why it's scary. Like we get a glimpse of his face, we know he's a man, but still he gets up when he's fired at multiple times. You know, like at point blank. Yeah. Like he still he still keeps coming and moving, and it, that's not. And it could be that he's just he just has a great deal of constitution. You know, like it could be that like he's just so gone that like because pain he's doesn't register. If he have, if he yeah. You know, pain. like like you can but but also maybe he is. 
And that's why it's scary, right? And so it's like, and, and if he is, what is the motivation? It, you know, is, is it like like some paranormal boogeyman thing? Or is he just that quick? You know, when it, whenever you don't see him, you know, like, we don't know. It's haunting and it, it's scary. And when you remove that, when you try and like give it like a, a purpose where like, oh yeah, he's just going back to his childhood home to like to stare to stand, at, stand at himself in the window. In the window. Yeah. Do you notice how they telegraph that too, right? Like he is up near like a creek and sees his reflection in the water and then just immediately goes straight towards his childhood house. This is why this is why David Lynch doesn't explain any of his goddamn movies. This is it. This is David why. David Lynch is also a better storyteller. Well, I mean, for fuck's sake, absolutely. And this and this is why, right? Yeah. Like he does esoteric things that are that are often like strange and disturbing and and unusual. And when you explain them, it takes all the fucking fun away. Well, I don't I mean, get to like, pontificate on it just, anymore. Just going off of our our episode from last week about T10, which is oh, a movie man. that like says very little in terms of like what is is actually happening in the movie like it's not it doesn't explicitly explain things like it's it's a show not tell movie and there's lots of room for you to like try to digest what's what's going on what things mean like what is happening david lynch is the same way and then you have a movie like this that feels the need to over explain everything to the point that you're you just end up exhausted and nothing is is intriguing or mystifying because fucking everything has a goddamn explanation a loud one too yeah like that's the thing like it would it would have been like like honestly honestly like like when the the guy hits the pavement there like i was like they might as well have had like fucking Jack Black in a suit, like stand up and just say, "Twas beauty killed the beast." I, I do, I do want to, I do want to talk about <laughs> like old that. King Kong movie. I do want to talk like, about that aspect because, yeah, that subplot is something that I genuinely disliked in this movie because I found it gratuitous. I and, I think it's so stupid too because. They have seen Michael Myers yes. without the mask in the asylum. It's shown on TV. It's shown People on TV know in this movie. Who Michael Myers is, and it's not that guy. Right. So for for our listeners, like Michael Myers and one other patient like escaped the bus crash. So part of this movie is like the other patient who is like the umbrella an, man. An Oswald Cobblepot looking motherfucker. Yeah, he's very penguiny. <laughs> he's very penguiny. Like who is somebody somebody who's like genuinely like mentally ill who was like on this transport from the hospital and like just got loose and is wandering yeah. around. Just waddling about the city, basically. Harmlessly. Yeah. Yeah. Like very obviously confused, not knowing what's going on. And he becomes the focus for the witch hunt because the town thinks that he's Michael Myers for some fucking reason. Even the people who haven't seen Michael Myers have certainly heard the story and know that he's, like, an, a towering, like, imposing figure, you know, wearing a mask. And then it's like, oh, they think this fucking, this poor penguiny motherfucker waddling around being like, where am I? Like, that's Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. And it reaches the point where, like, they're chasing him throughout the hospital, like, totally whipped up into a blood frenzy and, like... Judy Greer recognizes that, like, that's not Michael Myers. She tries to stop everybody and, like, 
she finds him and is like, I'm going to keep you safe. I'm going to protect you in the fucking dumbest way possible. She puts him in a hallway with like doors on either side, with doors on either side, with glass, with glass windows. And she locks both doors and is like, and stands outside one of them. She's like, I'm not going to let them get to you. And so the, the mob runs up can very clearly see him through there. There's a mob on both sides and they're once again ignoring Judy Greer being like, hey, it's not Michael Myers. And like they start breaking through the doors and the the guy like takes a fire extinguisher and like breaks one of the windows and like in his terror like jumps to his death from like the fifth floor of the hospital. And they make a point of like showing us a shot of him like all twisted and broken with like his brain splayed out like on the ground and it's like yeah the the Michael Myers like turned the people into the monster Halloween like, kills I it's, guess it's such like it's such a fucking stupid <sighs> underdeveloped thing that's like handled so grotesquely I found that whole part like genuinely kind of distasteful from like a gratuity standpoint like it it felt it felt like too much to yeah. me like this character did not deserve that and like I know that's the point but if you're gonna say something so shallow as uh Maybe maybe the division that Michael Myers sows amongst us is, like, the real evil. Like, no, uh, get together and kill Michael fuck Myers. Off. I yeah, wanna, fuck off! Fuck like, off! Like, that is the right lesson, right? Like, yeah. like if, if you have, like, an evil man in the town, Michael Myers hasn't been sowing division. If anything, he's been sowing, like... Like, he's been bringing all these people together to kill him. Together. Yeah, like like it's a it's a good thing, right? How what is, is the coming, message of this movie? How is coming together to kill Michael, Michael Myers sowing division? I want to read right? a quote from an art uh, an article interviewing David Gordon Green on Please. this theme in particular. Please do. He said Halloween Kills as a movie explores the blurry line of what happens when the community starts to misunderstand, misrepresent, confuse what is good and evil. Fuck off. <laughs> like how Michael Myers is unambiguously the villain. The way like, he you know, shows that is showing the good inmate jumping out of the window to his death. Why? Yeah. It's so, that's so fucking half-baked and stupid. And if it's it had like, been a C-plot and, like, not given as much weight and, like, the crowds breaking everything, like, hadn't been as, like, like overwhelmingly budgeted and stuff, like, I, I'd be willing to, like, give it a pass, you know, and be like, okay, cool. Yeah, like, the, the town got together, they... They got the wrong idea. They rallied through. I was expecting, I was expecting that, like when it started stirring up, and for it to be a thing where it's like, oh, okay, this is now like a cool event that uh, Lori has to get past, so they can get they can get like the our protagonists to Michael Myers, yeah, you know, or sure. whatever else like that. Like they have to escape the building, and uh, we we can just that can just be off to the side. It's just it's a cool bit of like evil it's a cool dies scene. tonight. It's a evil dies tonight. It's just a setting for them to to get through. It's another obstacle in their way. Neat, but yeah, like it just keeps going. It just keeps going and going and ramping up to a really really hollow payoff uh, and ham fisted again. Like I know I keep using that word, yeah. but it's all in between more exposition and flashbacks to the original movie or. Or moments from the original timeline that we hadn't seen before. Or moments from the previous film. And it's like, the previous film doesn't need to do... It never needed to do that. It it just... 
had things as they yeah. were, and it was like, you know, like, and we get to see, like, how Lori has developed over that time. She's, like, had, like, three divorces or whatever, and, yeah. like, she's sort of become, like, a She lives like, in, a like, a, of, like, a reinforced cabin, like, out in the woods, like, yeah. surrounded by, like, an electric fence and, and it's, shit. Like, it's, she's, you know, yeah. and it's fun that she was right for it, too. Yeah. Like, like, that she was right to do that. That's neat, because, like, we all know that Halloween happened. We all know that those events occurred, and it's it's fun, and it's fine, and it, it is sort of, like, an amplification of the events of the first movie with her not being listened to, and she just still isn't. Um, and I liked seeing the effects of it on her daughters, and how... Uh, or her granddaughter, and then um, her daughter. And I thought it was neat how her granddaughter took more sympathy uh, with her than her daughter did. And I was really hoping that in this movie, we'd get the opportunity to see more of her character and to see her be, like, fleshed out and to be given, like, a personality beyond, like, protagonist granddaughter. There's not enough time for her because we've got to focus on fucking Tommy Doyle and Lonnie. These six other characters we don't care about. the, The mob... I'm fine with in principle, but in in a movie like this, the mob should be faceless. It should just be, in quotes, the townspeople. You know, just like general people. The fact that, like, we have to feel like we know so many of the people in the town, I guess it's to make it reinforce the, oh, good people can get swept up into doing bad things, huh? But, like, the The blurry lines. The blurry lines. But it's like, no, the, the town and the the mob should be mindless. They should be like if they're going to be a villain in this movie, then they should be like zombies. Also, like you like, know, we're, we're going to see a Halloween movie. Like as an audience, like that's sort of the expectation that's set is like you know, like there's an evil slasher monster. We're I, I don't. It's not always the place for like a like a, a morality play, and and I love a morality play, but like uh, when you're dealing with Michael Myers, well. there when you're dealing with Michael Myers, there doesn't need to be a morality play. No. By the nature of his character as a slasher villain, like he is the darkest dark that can possibly dark. <laughs> so like any anybody in opposition to him is the light. It's a very simple. Black and white, good, evil thing. <clears throat> I, I'm. It doesn't need to I'm be. Fine. I'm fine. I'm fine with. About. Like I yeah. love. I love shades of gray and like more complex, like interesting movies. That's not what fucking Halloween is about. Yeah, it's no about. For it. It's about spooky man in mask stab some teenagers. This is one of those cases where one of the very few cases where I would say just just keep doing the same thing. Yeah. Just give me, I, just give me some dude, more creative. Also, kills. With the trail, does the trailer not set you up to think that like Lori is going to go on like a badass rampage against Michael? It absolutely yeah, and does. Then and she, she disappears for seventy percent of the yeah, movie. Like, yeah, like it, and um, I, I, I guess, I guess the they're movie. setting us up for like the third or whatever. God Halloween damn it! Ends. God, we'll talk about that later. It already did for me, but um, uh, <laughs> when the trailer was setting it up, I was kind of excited for it. I was yeah. like, fuck yeah, like she's gonna finally kill Michael. I I'm I'm good for it. Let's let's do it. Uh well yeah, the way the way the trailer made it seem is that like in twenty eighteen Michael Myers was the predator. He was hunting her. And now in Halloween Kills, she's hunting yeah. Well, him. no, it's it's uh, you know, it's fucking Ripley and the Alien Queen. Yeah. Like, they were setting up that perfectly. Like, it's a get away from her, you bitch thing where she's going to get in a fucking mech and kill Michael Myers. I was ready for it. But, like, instead, here's an example of gratuity uh, from me. Her surgery. Like, we have to see, yeah. like, her whole stomach, like, splayed open. That and was kind of like, wild. Her wake up. 
and like have like full conversations and be walking around the hospital in the same night. I guess it's so we can realize. <laughs> hey, but that. we saw her hop herself up on pain meds. I guess by like, just stabbing herself. Yo, and like I'm good for it. Like there there are tons of examples in movies of like characters doing that to a degree. But like. Almost even then, like not after having like, their whole stomach splayed open. Like, well, she, what's so if funny she is something the... more, if she does something more badass, then I might have been more okay with it because it would have been like, whoa, we like saw Earned. we saw how like crazy the surgery was to save her life, and it was just earlier this same night. But she's so single minded on on stopping Michael. Like she's so she's so the juxtaposition of which makes her, her like stabbing. Michael. The juxtaposition of her stabbing herself with the painkillers to get through it, and last week's episode with one of our main characters overdosing on steroids is so funny, Funny. because it's like, you have this absurd cartoon portrayal of drugs and substances, you know, juxtaposed with, like, just a very real aspect of it, and it really emphasizes, like, the cartoonishness of this film. Yeah. But see, here's the thing, though. I thought about it for a moment. I'm really on board with the idea, uh, but we never got the payoff in this movie. Um, but all of the setup for it, which is not not really a great way to do, like, a, a middle film, frankly. Here's the thing, right? Like, she and Michael are at odds. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're setting that up, and that's great. I'm, I'm, I'm here for that. But it could almost work because it's the same with Michael. Michael keeps getting shot. And he just keeps coming, right? And so she has to match that will. Right. She has to match that that um that idea of like being like have yeah being surgically operated on that same night and still getting up and going out after Michael Myers. Right. But how fucking long is this night, right? Like how long is this 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 one evening going to go on for? Because it was already late into the night, like at the end of the first movie. There's only so much time in a in a in a, in a single evening. To, to do all of these things, like, and I recognize that, like, some of them are, like, location to location, but for Lori, like, it hasn't really been, like, it in every, she's been in every one of these key places, except yeah. for, like, the house at the very end. So it just, chronologically, like, it doesn't really pan out for me, uh, and I like the idea of all three of these movies potentially taking place on the same night on well, paper, but well, you have to pace it. You gotta, you gotta pace that shit right, and, and here, like, yeah, she doesn't, she just doesn't get enough. I we anything. we can yeah. talk about this more after this episode, but from what I've heard, they might not all end up on the same night. Yeah, um, but I I'll uh, I'll talk about that later. Um, what one aspect I want to talk about because I found it to be the most baffling subplot is the the cop flashback. Yeah, what the fuck? It's not your fault, <laughs> as we've heard a billion times in the movie. So they flash back to the same night in the seventies, right after the yeah, murders. Yeah, they have to if they're if they're ignoring the rest of the Halloween sequels as canon, then they have to establish like how that night ended, how Michael no, got caught, no. and ended back up in the in the no, asylum. No, they didn't. They they didn't have to explain it because it happened. Here's the thing, right? Like, here's the thing about movies, you know, like or or just real life. Even sometimes things happen off camera and they don't need to be explained. Yeah. Like and, and I really wish that, like, people would just understand that. I just watched Halloween for the first time and then I watched this movie 
Uh, and then I watched 2018. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I watched the original Halloween and I watched 2018. And 2018 gets going and I see that, oh, Michael Myers is an institution. Okay, well, they caught him later that night. Yeah. That is all the leaping that my brain had to take is that, okay, cool. They shot him a ton of times and then he got up and was still gone. And maybe he, maybe he killed someone else that night and they just they, – they finally were able to like wrestle him down to the ground or something. I don't care. It's fine. And, and you know, showing it might be okay too. But but having to like incorporate like a brand new character and add this whole plot yep. point around it and everything else. Again, like I would have I would have been all right with it if it had just been like a flashback as simple they as that. They have to that. give ba- they have to give backstory to a character who was secondary in 2018 so that they can explain like why like Michael was taken in and not killed. Um, it's so silly because like Michael well, gets so, away. It's so, it's so, so any other cops could have just been like, okay, we're taking him in, uh, because like we're, we're cops or whatever. And we're going to try and, you know, not fill him full of bullet holes because we're movie cops. And, uh, like that's it. That's all that has to happen. Yeah. You know, uh, take him off the institution. And, uh, that's, that's as far as it needs to go. But the instead, most ridiculous yeah. part to me is in the first movie, we see Loomis shoot Michael Myers several times Yeah, and Michael Myers still gets away. You know, at a certain point we realize it doesn't matter if Loomis shoots Michael Myers, he's yeah. going to live through it. He already shot him. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He yeah. emptied his and, whole gun into him in the original movie. Yeah. And like, that's why it's spooky after he falls off the roof when they cut back and he's just gone. It's like, ooh, like he just got shot and fell off, uh, you know, off the balcony. How is he still alive? How is he still up and around? Then they have to fucking Princess Leia, uh, Doctor Loomis. They they Paul Pleasance. Walker. Yeah, they Paul Walker. <laughs> they they Paul Walker. Donald Pleasance. Visually, uh, you know, they kept it dark. I, I guess, yeah, like, it's fine. it looked okay, but, but, but it's on, still but the writing of it and like the tacky. the nature of it is tacky. Yeah, well, yeah, that's I the agree. thing. It's like it's it's. I'm just saying, like, when it comes to, like, special effects and nothing else, it looks fine. Yeah, it looks like him. The effect looks good. Like, they got but somebody They got somebody fun. close enough in, in appearance that they could, like, digitally enhance a little bit. Like, in terms of the effect, it looks good, but it's that same fucking thing. We know Donald Pleasance is dead. He has been for a long time. So when he shows up in a new movie, even if it looks just like him, we know it's not. Yeah. So like that it's it's just one of those things like it it left fine. a sour taste in my mouth a little bit. Yeah, yeah it's needless. The, um, the 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 extent of his character in 2018 is we hear like some tape recordings of him being like Michael Myers should be executed. Like he yeah. shouldn't be like that's that's all even that I don't think is totally necessary. Yeah. Well, and the thing with the the I'm flashback is like Jim Cummings and I think it's Will Patton, he's the yeah. the Dude from uh, Righteous Gemstones. Mm-hmm. They they both do a fun job, but like ultimately both does of Jim, the characters does Jim, does Jim are Cummings pointless. Exclusively play cops. I guess so. <laughs> it seems in like every it. fucking movie. Hey, in at his least own he, movie. At least like, he wasn't screaming in this one. Yeah, I I have a hard time with him. Like every performance he's in feels like overacting to me. But like, yeah, what what was. So fucking Will Patton could feel guilty because, like, Michael Myers was choking Jim Cummings, and so Will Patton, like, accidentally shot him in the neck. Classic cop move. Yeah, like, okay. that That's, it's, it's another thing. It's, like, another, I think another reason they mm. did that, and, well, then, he, you know, he stops Loomis from, from killing Michael, from e- executing Michael Myers with a headshot, 
But it's like it, it only exists so like he and Lori can have like while they're in the hospital together can have a stupid blame game argument. Yeah. Whose fault is Michael Myers? Who fucking cares? It gives me He's nobody's fault. That's it, the thing. It gives me whiplash that he like gets to stop Loomis because he's literally trying to shoot Michael Myers minutes before. Yeah. Sudden change of heart after, you know, he accidentally kills his he, I guess he just Partner. he just has a yeah, he just has some like, distaste towards okay. it because it's like a fucking uh, like Gestapo execution with Michael Myers on his knees. Like I guess he he feels like that's there's something distasteful about that. But yeah, it's but fucking he just killed his buddy. It's fucking yeah. stupid. Well, yeah, in that scene with Laurie, he's like he's like I just couldn't let them do it because I just kept looking at him and thinking that under that mask that's someone's little boy. And it's a like, little boy that just murdered my friend? That murdered a bunch of people. Yeah, like, ah, uh, what? Yeah. What? Well, and, and he's like, he's like, that's all Michael Myers is. He's a six-year-old boy with the strength of a grown man and the mind of an animal. What? Wait, then what part is the boy? Because if he's the, if he's the body of a man and the mind of an animal, what's the six-year-old? He's a boy. He's what, a six what's year- left? Body he's a, is that he's a, soul? He's a six-year-old boy. He has the soul has, of a six-year-old boy? What does yeah, that mean? The soul of a child. God. Um, that's not the only time I said what. Like I, I said something along those lines. There's there another one. Um, uh, oh, yeah. God, this is my favorite. Yeah, another example of like terrible writing. Um, Lori's daughter takes takes off Michael's mask at his own childhood house and like walks out into the street holding it, being like, come and get it. And then she, she could have just stopped there, and it would have been fine. It would have been, come and get it. Come and get it, you know, like, um, and, and we get the implication because we've seen movies like, uh, we've seen this movie that that has already been playing out. And yet she still needs to say, don't you understand? This is your childhood home. This is where she literally says to him. 40 years ago, oh, yeah, you stab- 40 years ago, you stabbed your sister to death in we the room know. upstairs. <laughs> that was 40 years ago to this night. Or yeah, it's like, we know. it's like, we get it. She's like, it's the house. Can't you feel it? And I said, feel what? The house? Feel, feel what? The yeah, house? Yeah, like, well, it's like just to her, like, while watching the movie, she's just, it's, you know, like, it's all this, it's this house. Can't you house. feel it? Can't and I'm you like, feel it? And, and I'm like, what? Feel the house? What is she talking about? It's Michael Myers. Well, it's part of, it's part of that, that. The what? house isn't evil. It's him. Because otherwise the sister would be evil. It, the, he kills. What, what is that? What the fuck? But it's, it's, it's to try to add to like the, the couple weird, who lived the there weird, weren't evil. Co- the weird convoluted bullshit that like all he wanted was to come back to his house so he could look at his refre- reflection in the window in his sister's bedroom. Like, once again, like, that's such fucking stupid motivation. And so they have to give, like, the house itself, like, this mythical kind of draw to it. When in reality, it's just like, yeah, of course he'd be drawn back to it. It's literally the only home he's ever known outside of an asylum. Like, that's enough. That's enough. It's like a dog finding its way home. He is mindless. He, you know, like yeah, that's that's all it takes. Whatever. But it's like no, he gotta he all he wants to do is stand up there in that room and look at him at his reflection in the window. Also, if you're villain, why yeah, if your villain is like is the shape 
if they are like mysterious and empty, don't say things like it has the mind of an animal or like it, it the body of a man or whatever else like that. That is giving it form beyond n- n- yeah. like non shape, right? Well, again, the whole point being missed. But yeah, like like just like can't you feel it? Like it, it just so needless, so like yeah, this this desire to like put weight into shit that doesn't tonight. have any weight. <laughs> oh lord! Oh, oh lord! <laughs> oh fucking lord! <laughs> I'm I'm steamed, boys. I'm steamed. I'm yeah, steamed off fucking, of this one. It's a fucking stupid fucking movie. Yeah, and, okay. That had so much potential to be good, coming off of a legitimately good slash great uh, reboot of the franchise by the same team mm. just three years earlier. I even liked the moment in 2018 where like the three generations of women are standing there over the top of the stairs, sure, with the whole thing planned, and they light the fire, and like they see Michael burning beneath them. Fucking rad. And, and you know what they do? You know what they do to start this movie out? When the firemen are, like, walking into the house, the guy falls to the floor. I like that bit. But he falls to the floor, and we're looking around, and we're thinking, like, oh, where's Michael? And then, like, the he's metal— He's hiding in the gun closet. He's hiding in the gun closet? <laughs> it makes Lori look stupid to do that, right? And she left him down there with a bunch of guns. Well, she left him down there with, like, a fireproof thing to hide behind. Right? I mean, like, presumably like the whole point is to trap him down there. Him, but, uh, like, uh, the whole point is to trap him down there, like, uh, so that, like, he's, you know, like, there's there's no chance. And and I don't know. I, I just... I will mm. I will say, to this film's credit, one of the things that I did legitimately enjoy was uh, the scene where he, uh, right after that, where he slaughters all of the firemen out front of See, the See, I thought that was great. Yeah. I thought that, that was, was, a, that I thought was, that was a very cool scene, very well executed, like having him, having him like walk out of the burning building in slow motion and like he's got like the, the crowbar and we see like all the firemen like hefting their axes and the one dude like mm-hmm. cranks up like the fucking, right. and, the buzzsaw. And, and there, you know, it works because one, no words needed to be said. No. They know who Michael Myers is. And yeah. so we get this realization with them where there's like, oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Yeah. This is who this is. This is what we're. Oh, no. And so like, like the guy grabbing like the fucking buzzsaw, like it checks out like in the in the world and in yeah. the lore. Like it's it's hyperbolic. It's absurd. But it, it still works. It still it's still not. Yeah, it's not. It's not an overreaction. To yeah, Michael, Michael Myers. Myers. Yeah. Like, like, it did give me a little of a chuckle when he cranks it up just because it's it's kind of fun. Like, yeah. The image yeah. is kind of. Oh, and like, like, yeah, that rules. And, uh, and like, and then to watch watch him slaughter them effortlessly. Yeah, great. Yeah. Is fucking cool. Like, where he, the guy with the buzzsaw, like, he just grabs it and he just, like, turns it back on him. Like, like he's arm wrestling, like, a toddler or something. Mm -hmm. Like, no problem. And, like, where he impales the dude on the crowbar and, like, lifts him up into the air and is, like, silhouetted against the fire in the background. Thought that was fucking cool. Well, see, here's the I thing. Thought that was that whole scene was rad as shit. Pretty much every one of the kills in this movie are are on their own, like isolated in a vacuum. Fucking dandy to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Like, I like, thought most I of the kills no were no complaints were, of the kills. Yeah. Which I'm sure, like, if anyone out there who's like listening to this who hasn't seen the movie, that that might even sound kind of spoiled and absurd to like watch a like watch a Halloween or like watch a, a horror film where all of the kills are like pretty fucking good, um, and still come out of it like peeved but i cannot express to you like how much of the time span of this film is 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 needless exposition well it's because it undermines every one of those kills like every time we get one of something like that the film like won't just shut up it won't just like stop talking and let let us just like take in the moments well i think we can we can all we can all agree that like a big part of the reason 
we're so frustrated with this movie is because Halloween 2018 was good. Yeah. Like, I, saw, I, I, I really didn't like the doctor, the evil doctor. No, angle. that was dumb, but it's such, it's like such a secondary It's thing. over as soon as it comes it's, Yeah, it's such a short thing. Like, I had totally forgotten about it. Like, I, re- I have, I remembered a lot of the things I loved about that movie and like forgot about that one dumb little thing. But like, in comparison to something like Rob Zombie's Halloween remake, which we talked about on our first Halloween episode, of the show which is a fucking shitty movie like deeply misses the point but at the mm-hmm. same time it's like it's yet another early to mid 2000s attempt at a reboot of a classic horror franchise the expectation for it to be good is not there it's dumb bad movie there's plenty to criticize about it but it's like it's par for the course right and in this case this team produced a genuinely good and interesting and fun like Halloween reboot and then follow it up with this just absolute mess of of dirty diapers and doo-doo. Yeah, well, it, it, you know, it does sting all the more because we know they have potential, but it also stings because you can see nuggets of potential in this movie. Yeah. yeah. You can see nuggets of a good movie in this movie. You know, look at all the fun kills. <laughs> you yeah. know, my favorite was Big John's eyes getting gouged out. That was crazy. It's super gory yeah. and visceral, but also really fun. Um I like I like him grabbing the uh the light from underneath the the stove top. For the the drone lady mm-hmm. uh, early on, I, I felt uh, one of the things that has always been cool about Michael is like him just grabbing like miscellaneous Whatever. things that are there. Yeah. Um, uh, the reason the reason like he used the kitchen knife in the first movie that like becomes like his iconic weapon or whatever is because it was right there. there. He just grabbed it. Yeah, he just picks it up. And like, yeah. Cool. I need to kill this here. This implement allows me to kill. I take it. Yeah. And it is as, it is simple and pure. And it's the same. Like like in in that kitchen. Like he just he just reaches up under and grabs it. He just kind of knows it's yeah. there. Um and and breaks it. Uh and he just and and like it, it's it's really brutal. Uh, and, and you know the rest of the time, like he he, us- he utilizes like like uh, like broken glass off of smashed windows, mm-hmm. or like uh, the, or just the fucking, banister, or just like broken, hands. or his hands, yeah, like uh, uh, whenever possible. And it it's great. It, 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 it it's effective and it's very pure. The the cinematography, it's a well looks shot film. Great, it's good, we, gorgeous, we saw glistening, yeah. uh, glistening in, in the light. I mean, its its aesthetic is unchanged from Halloween twenty eighteen, which had a good aesthetic to to begin mm-hmm. with. In in terms of like visual style, it looks and presents itself just as well. I will say the one negative uh, visually is again they're trying to do so much in this film that they don't have an opportunity to slow down mm. at all. In the cinematography, I think of the scene from 2018 where it's just that long shot of Michael Myers going through the house, getting the weapons and killing people. Yeah, using a hammer and then a knife and stuff. Yeah, and like that is a scene that feels like it could never happen in this movie this because it's too busy. They don't give it that kind of room to breathe. Um, yeah, it's too it's too fucking busy. Speaking of business, I have one other uh, point. Business. Um, uh, I have one other point that I wanted to ca- uh, really wanted to touch on that that threw me off, uh, really took me out of the film. Uh, was after like the first slaughter at the park, one of the survivors from 
the original film, like she she's being chased by Michael Myers and she takes off and she slides down under a under a hillock. Mm-hmm. And Michael Myers walks by and it is like shot for shot. I'm telling like I've seen the movie enough times. Like it is it is like shot for shot the Nazgul. The Hobbit's hiding scene from the Nazgul in, in, in Fellowship. The angles, like when they, they cut to a close up on her, like how Michael Myers like stops like right over the edge of it and looks over. They just stole it. It's like such a weird homage. Um there's a get off the road. She slides down the side like they do. Uh she's up underneath the side thing. Um at the same moment where like the ring wraiths appear, like Michael Myers appears off the side. It like like I would love to see like a one to one. Like, like does put, put them up next to each other. Like the shot where like uh the, the hobbit like there's a close up of the hobbits and like a centipede like crawls over his arms, we get like a shot, like a close up of her like in the same way um uh there's not like a centipede but like like uh it's about the same like well, he angle doesn't and he doesn't get down like on his hands and knees like no right but he walks up to them. the edge and he like he looks around and yeah, like it takes up the same amount standing, of pacing he's standing off to the side and then he goes and like walks across the bridge and he sees like, his reflection he sees his reflection um oh and, he and does i hate that yeah there, well it, that's what keeps him from seeing her because when he wa- is walking across the bridge, she's within eyeline. Like, yeah. if he were to look up, he would see her there. But the reason he doesn't is because yeah, he spots his That's why they, quote-unquote, telegraphed the yeah, yeah, return to the house. It's mm-hmm. so stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in that same scene, or, or right before, uh, another piece of fan service that I thought was fucking terrible... Uh, was in one of the one of the survivors is as we mentioned like the nurse from the very beginning of the original one who's like in the car with Loomis when he goes to the asylum mm-hmm. like she's also just been hanging around Haddonfield with like fucking Tommy Doyle and Lonnie who were like actual children when she was yeah. <laughs> in the original Halloween um, but in that scene where like he attacks them in the car they redo the scene with him climbing on the car in the original almost shot for shot even to the point where they have him like open palm slap the window behind her head to crack it exactly the same one of the most baffling shots in the whole movie was in that sequence they break the window and immediately after the window is broken she locks the doors (laughs) Why would you lock the doors if there's a broken window and an easy opening into the car? Incredible. And then she she fucking points the gun at Michael Myers is like, this is for Dr. Loomis. And like pulls the trigger and it's empty. It's like, what do you mean this is for Loomis? You didn't, like, you were in the car with him for like one scene. Like, you don't know him. Like, what is... is Also, um, like, when it comes to like poor telegraphing, the doctor, like, when she grabs the, um, like the Colt and, uh, like, gets out of the car while Michael Myers is still on the roof, um, uh, trying to get in, uh, she gets out of the car with the pistol and then we don't see her for a little bit. Like, Michael gets off of the car. Yeah. He, he goes back in and he stabs the nurse, or yeah. the, and the other guy through the eye. And then she starts firing the gun from, like, down the from street. From, like, down the street. And it's also, like, the, the opposite direction that she would have run from. Like, so, uh, presumably, like, when when Michael Myers like is on the roof, yeah. she took her gun, got out of the car, which her husband was still in. And just ran off down the street, so, so that she, she could, could run turn, back. So she could turn around and run back up the street, shooting at Michael Myers and missing horribly until he kicks the door into her gun, spinning it around to shoot herself in the face. Yeah, 
what the fuck? It's like, like a Three Stooges bit. It is. Well, like the the yeah, like the placement just makes no sense. Like, why is she? Why does she have to run down the street? You know, like like there's no other than because I guess it looks epic. It just it hamstrings the whole thing. Because if she were to get out of the car and immediately unload the Desert Eagle into Michael Myers while he's on the roof of the car, then the movie would be over. Mm-hmm. That's that's why. It doesn't uh, matter. I it, don't think it was yeah. a Desert Eagle, but that doesn't matter. I mean, it was, I think it was. It was yeah, fucking, it looked like it does. It looked like eagle. a eagle to yeah. me. It was fucking big. Let's talk about the fucking ending, and then let's write yeah. this thing and be done with Please. it. Please, um, I'm ready. Because the ending is is extremely frustrating as well. Uh, like the the mob finally catches up with Michael Myers, and they like stab and beat and shoot him to death, uh, quote unquote to death, in the street. All while like Laurie has like an off camera monologue about pretty much just explicitly saying that Michael Myers is supernatural. Like, that... With every kill, he transcends further. Yeah, she says, like, we've we've seen him... Into what? We've seen him survive... And why? We've seen him survive things that no no flesh-and-blood man could because Michael Myers isn't human. With every kill, he transcends. And it's like... So she's... They're basically just telling us, like, this is not a flesh-and-blood man. This is... It's a Jason or something, you know? Like, this is... they're, They're explicitly saying Michael Myers... Myers is supernaturally imbued and they fucking end the movie with uh after they've uh, like beaten and stabbed him in the street and they they once again just like everybody does in all of these fucking movies is they assume he's dead and just leave him there for no reason so he can just get up and murder them all again which he does he fucking sits up grabs the knife and like slaughters everybody in the street and then for some reason, Lori's daughter, like, went back to the Myers house so she could go stand and look at her reflection in the window, specifically so they could have him come up behind her and and kill her and end the movie. And part of me wonders if they added that, like, if, they was, if, if she was initially supposed to die at the end, or if Judy Greer was just like, uh, kill me off, please, I'm out. I did see something about an alternate ending where after, you know, Michael Myers kills her, um, Laurie calls her on the phone and Michael Myers picks up and you can hear his breathing through the phone, just like in the original. God damn. And honestly, that's somehow even worse. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty glad they left that out. But even so, like it's it's a fucking unsatisfying ending. Yeah. It's interesting because like like on paper the idea of like killing the daughter is It's like great. we 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 knew like, good. Like yeah, that that's fine. Give give Lori even more anger and motivation and also like that leaves more room in the script for like the granddaughter to like have a personality. Like they they <laughs> announced this as a trilogy from the get-go. So like we knew that of course like Michael Myers was going to survive this, but it still just feels like the ending just left me feeling so empty because it's like after all of this bullshit in the movie there they literally just have a a character tell us like michael myers is unkillable he's not human he is supernaturally imbued uh he can't be killed and then we watch him uh be not killed and then kill everybody and it's well and i feel like what what is the 
I feel like they telegraphed the ending of the next one too when Laurie said, you know, I have to die with yes. him. That's another no, she thing. She literally says, like, I'm going to cut off his head if he cuts off mine or something like That's that. That's another thing with this movie that I thought was so fucking stupid is, like, I am fine with, like, Laurie being extremely paranoid because of the trauma she suffered. But in this movie, she keeps talking about how she's, like, directly responsible for Mike for michael myers like murder spree she's like i have to destroy the darkness that i created it's like what the fuck do you mean in the original one you were just in the wrong place at the wrong time you're insignificant like that's the point that's why it's scary like it could have happened to anyone right like why is she talking about like she's the one who created michael myers she fucking didn't it doesn't make any fucking sense yeah, well, Ugh. and it's it's so funny because the cop has the same reasoning. Yeah, he's like, I, I'm to blame. And she's like, no, I'm to blame. I'm the protagonist. I'm no, the protagonist. I'm the protagonist. <laughs> and then it's like, well, wait, what if nobody is to blame, actually? Whoa. Uh, yeah, uh, like, honestly... We we knew we knew this movie was coming. I had high hopes for it, but like especially after watching it, I think that the the best thing they could have done was make Halloween 2018 a standalone soft reboot that just ends the same way the original does with them leaving the house and it's on fire and you do the exact same thing where you just do shots of different parts of the house on fire, just, like, empty frames, like, devoid of Michael while, like, hearing him breathe or something. That's what's spooky about the original one. It's because we see that he's gone, and then they just show us all these, like, dark rooms where, like, he could be anywhere, right? His breath is present, but we don't see him. We know he's still there. If they had just done the same thing with Halloween 2018, except instead of, like, a dark house, it was, like, a burning house, but, like, we don't see him, and then just... Fucking let that be it. Just let that fucking be it. You don't have to turn everything into a goddamn cinematic universe. And I was excited. I was actually excited for this one until this movie. Yeah. And now I'm like, Halloween ends is probably going to suck too. Why don't you just throw a rating on that? You know? Uh, two, two out of five. It's well shot. There's a lot of actors in this movie that I like. There are a few interesting well-done sequences but it's just so fucking messy with so many fucking pointless characters i don't give a shit about and so much like heavy-handed bullshit dialogue yeah it, it's two out of five it was yeah i think that's uh charitable personally i <laughs> this is a one out of five for me wow. i think this is a an absolute train wreck I don't give it a half, uh, you know, it's not a half star because, like you said, there are mo- nuggets of a good movie in here, but it's so bogged down by way too much. There's way too many subplots and different stories. Too many fucking and, characters. Yeah, and it gets convoluted and messy and really not a lot of fun. No. One star, one star for the kills, one star for John Carpenter's soundtrack, uh, and which we didn't really touch on, but it was also John Carpenter yeah, again. Yeah, I mean, it's just um, a, and it, it ruled. You uh, did a good job, just yeah, like the last it, one. It elevated, I think, those moments as high as they could have been elevated mm-hmm. uh, for what they were. But yeah, it went so far out of its way to undermine itself. I think, I think that uh, with this budget, um, with a large portion of the same cast and crew, 
there's a really good movie. I think even on the cutting room floor, like I, I think I think that there's a there's a great movie here. Cut out cut out half the monologues, re- reduce that that whole sequence, like the whole hospital sequence, to a C plot, and um, just give me some time with Lori and her granddaughter. Like just that's that's all I need is just is just some time. Like that those monologues could have been spent with like them getting to know each other Focus at last. Focus on the fucking characters because that we've established we've, instead of introducing a fucking boatload of new characters who all just die she, anyway. She has been, like, and it was so perfectly set up for it, too, because, like, she has been distanced from her grandmother because her grandmother has been the crazy one, right? And now, after the events of that, the of 2018, we all know she's not, or, like, the, the characters all know she's yeah. not crazy. So she's an opportunity to reach out to her grandmother. We can see that she's always sort of tried to, and we could we could get something between them of of value uh before the mother dies like between all of them uh that would have some more like personal weight and connection because again i really love this idea of like three generations you know uh, like 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 lori lori and her daughter and her granddaughter like coming together against this great evil especially when like like the the same actor like like is it uh what is it castle uh Nick Castle. Uh, Nick Castle is like playing like uh, Michael Myers as well. It it's really cool. Like it's a really neat. It gives you a wonderful sense of legacy, and it fucking sucks that they couldn't yeah. carry that through, and they had to like lose sight of the plot there and like the the coreness because it's frankly it's easier to do. Like like it's easier to just have like some personal moments and dialogue than it is these grandiose like meaningless you know sequences the whole, the whole thing should be laurie's not she's never been strong enough to take down michael myers on her own but with her daughter and her granddaughter the three of them are strong enough to do it like that should be that's it. that should be the core of all of this and it felt like that's what was being built up to in halloween 2018 and then this movie just loses that and kills off Karen at the very end so we know for a fact that in the third one the most we're gonna have is is Laurie and her granddaughter yeah which would have worked if like that they'd all you you your rating is two two I'm gonna gonna provisionally bump mine to one and a half just because some of the kills were good yeah kills were okay but uh, still so disappointing Mm -hmm. and the other reason why I'm gonna bump it up is I want you can give the collective rating, but I do want to talk about what I've heard from yes. what is going to be the next yeah, yeah. film. So uh, Halloween Kills, uh, average of 1.8 out of 5 for Woo! us. Uh, I think you can you can skip this one. Fuck it. You know, even if you liked Halloween 2018. Yeah, I just stopped there. I like really like unless unless you're morbidly curious, I, I'd say give this one a give this one a pass. Um, not worth it. But yeah, let's talk a little bit about what what we're so I mean, also, if you expecting don't... from Halloween. So ends. originally with the series, they were shooting Halloween kills and Halloween ends back to back with mm. no pause. So with covid they weren't able to do that all the way through. Okay. So they ended up rewriting Halloween Ends. And, you know, Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills are both on the same night in 2018. Mm. However, David Gordon Green has said Halloween Ends will be in present day and will involve 
the peculiar politics, quote unquote, of COVID, oh, of a co- no. post-COVID world. And, oh, no. and it will have, Off. you know, this community not only experiencing the trauma of Haddonfield, but also no. experiencing the global, pol- you know, global <sighs> trauma of a pandemic. I just want to watch a movie and not think Michael about Michael Myers please. is wearing a mask, but guess what? No, now stop, the stop, whole stop. town Don't is stop. wearing no. a mask. Stop. I hate that. Oh my god. I hate that. No. So fucking much. No. Politics no. absolutely has its place in cinema. Sure. Halloween is not the fucking place for it. It's a goddamn fucking slasher movie. It's fucking simple. Keep it fucking simple. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Hey, but guess what? Oh. Michael Myers survives because he wears a mask, he social distances, and he trusts the science. I, I my bones hurt. <laughs> okay, this is why I provisionally gave it a half star more is because I know <laughs> there's always room. <laughs> there's there's room <laughs> to be <laughs> way way worse. worse. Yeah. Fucking with hell. with a plot like that. Yeah. Fucking hell. Just look. Just God, that sucks so bad. Honestly, the best way to do Halloween Ends is to just have it pick up immediately where Halloween Kills leaves off, but have it be all during the daytime, the next day. Have it start at dawn of November 1st. And that's that's truly the long Halloween. Yeah, right? there you go. It carries over into daytime the next horror. day. How the, like, yeah, do, some, do some fucking Michael Myers daytime How the, Myers the daytime fuck horror. are they going to just explain Michael Myers disappearing yeah. for three years and Lisa, then showing like, up? Same but different. Like it's he a runs bad off rap. into the woods or something. Yeah, same but different. It's a bad rap, but like there is there is some credence to it. And, and like that's actually a pretty nice example, honestly. Like Halloween, but it's during the day. Yeah, do, you know, do like, it during like, the daytime in the aftermath of the night of Halloween. And it's like, this is not going to fucking be over until it's over. Like, it's no longer technically Halloween, you know. Now but Laurie, and of course, that, that's a great, that's a great lore. You've got Laurie just saying like, but no, it's still Halloween. It's still Halloween. It's still until, Halloween until, until, until he's, he's killed, dead. Yeah, until he's Halloween dead. It goes on until Michael Myers dies. Yeah. Great. Fuck yeah, let's do it. Yeah. And and then and then they just do a big showdown in a field where like they keep like knocking each other over and keep getting back up again. Love it. Let's go. Like Fuck. that's all it needs to be. That's all this movie needed to be. And uh just stop well, explaining. I know I just know we it. predicted this one, but like, show do don't have, tell. Do we have numbers? Yes, yet? yes. Okay. So for Rotten Tomatoes, Tease you predicted eighty six. <laughs> you wouldn't Cleave, now. <laughs> Cleave you predicted eighty two. And I predicted 84. We were all optimistic it's about It's sitting thing. at a 40. Wow. Good. So, well, Cleveland, you good. win that one by guessing the lowest. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I price um, is right at y'all. There we go. In terms of communal rating. This is going to be another way off one. TCU Whoever... predicted 4.2. Cleve, you predicted 4. And I predicted 3.5. Okay. So I just win by <laughs> technicality. Yeah. That was a, this is a price is right. Saying, this, yeah. yeah, this is a price is right one for sure. Yeah. Like, uh, the price is wrong. Yeah, the, price, the price is wrong on this one. Yeah, well, pay this price. Anyway, uh, next next week, uh, lamb. It's a sheep. It's a baby. 
It's a sheep baby. Hopefully we can get it back on the lamb. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we can we can we can write this uh We're out on the lamb. Uh yeah. I'm at the baby store. I'm at the sheep store. I'm at the combination sheep baby store. <laughs> um, Damn, you might hear that joke again next week. That's really good. Uh, it's sponsor time. It's sponsor time. Oh, shit. There's only one sponsor left on the shelf. There will be some more by the next time. Well, as of now, the sponsor shelf is showing me only one sponsor left upon its emptiness, its empty shelf. So, what could this final sponsor be maybe this is sponsorship ends <laughs> we'll find out never we gotta keep getting paid um <laughs> sorry I, I don't think i'm reading this right uh uh you know sometimes the sponsor shelf is written in like an ancient lovecraftian language that uh while i only see images my mind uh, uh my mind hears the words um, uh, or only sees like you know like random pictures. My mind hears uh, hears it spoken into my head. But this time it's the signal seems to be kind of faint. Um, uh, uh, the uh, this this week this week is brought to you by the Ham Hockulk Homunculus. Uh, I, I I think I guess it was the Ham Hawk Homunculus, but but the K and the C it kind of came the the Hockulk instead because like the the K separated into an L and a C. So it's the Hamhockle homunculus, um, uh, which truly is a homunculus if there ever was, uh, and not just a hamhock that is also man, but a hamhockle, which is also man. And uh, uh, that's it. That's the sponsor uh, this week. Uh, you know, sometimes the final shelf. If you think about it, Michael Myers is kind of a hamhock homunculus. Yeah, and and much like the sponsor this week, maybe it sh- uh, uh, it should have just stayed on the shelf. And there we have it. Anywho. Uh, Get your ham hocks. Well, that'll bring us to the end of this uh, Halloween spooktacular. Uh, sorry this was kind of a dreary one. Uh, we usually like to celebrate the season a little bit more, but it's not our fault this hey, movie was bad. Hey, here's the, here's the thing, though. You know what's beautiful about this this wonderful podcast, my, my boys? Every week's Halloween with us. We're always doing horror. That's true. It's the spooky season all year round, yeah. so it's really just uh, in name only. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, this was this was Halloween. Halloween uh, doesn't end with us. We're always Halloween. <laughs> it's always Halloween. Halloween never. Yeah, ends. we don't kill Halloween <laughs> around the, here. We're the we long, let Halloween live. We're the longest Halloween. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, if you like the show and you like spending uh, all year in Halloween town. And why wouldn't you want to listen to three boys complain about movies? Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, you know, yeah, who, complain that often. Who, who, put us, who put us in this position of power? Not us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to take all that agency away. That's, yep. uh, uh, you can yeah. uh, go on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating, and uh, a couple of words as a review it really helps uh, get us up in the numbers and and get more people listening to the show. So if you like the show and you think more people should listen to it, that's the best way to ensure that. Uh, you can support us on Patreon, too, at patreon.com slash podpeoplepod. Uh, big shout out to our honorary pod boys, Sam Simon and Sarah Morris, without whom the show would not be as good. Uh, and uh, you can follow us on Twitter. At podpeoplepod and at letterbox.com slash podpeoplepod where you'll find a list of all the films we've talked about on the show with our average ratings and links to those episodes. 
I'm on Twitter at some spooky snake. I'm on Twitter at Mr. Sheet. And I'm occasionally tweeting for Lidark Studio as we put out further progress on its stairs back. Stay tuned. We've got some neat stuff coming. Uh, definitely it's check out Halloween the, in the Great Tapestry. It really <laughs> is. Uh, go check out um, my work with Dread XP as well. Um, uh, we've got all sorts of very cool games in the works right now. That's in the works, but with a said weirdly. Uh, uh, and uh, yeah, you can find my work on ArtStation um, from time to time, doing some cool work. Uh, I know Dread XP has an Instagram now. Uh, as well as, I believe, a TikTok, if you're into the Tiki Talkies. Uh, uh, personally, Instagram is always a nice way to just look at some cool art. They've been posting a lot of mine lately, which is kind of neat. So, uh, yeah, go check out Dread XP on all of those platforms and things. And uh, that's it from me. Well, thank you for joining us on this Halloween. Yeah, thank you. And uh, hope you get lots of candy and have a good spooky time. And, uh, the, 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 the